Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. In Jesus the Christ, our brother, dear fellow redeemed. I wouldn't be surprised if you've already realized that this text is teaching on the fourth commandment. Honor your father and mother. When I usually teach on the fourth commandment, it's from the perspective of authority. The small catechism rightly explains what does this mean in connection with this commandment saying we should fear and love God, that we do not despise our parents and superiors, nor provoke them to anger, but honor, serve, obey, love, and esteem them. But we're coming to this text in the context of the first week of Epiphany, we've been looking at the Holy Family, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And so rather than looking at this commandment from authority this morning, let's look at it from the perspective of family. It is obvious that God wants to bless us through family. Paul noted, this is the first commandment with a promise. God wants to bless you through the institution of family. So what are some of those blessings? Providence is definitely one, right? We're born into this world helpless. In fact, maybe infant humans are the most vulnerable animals on the face of the earth. We not only need someone to feed us, we need someone to clothe us, to wash us, to take care of every facet of our life. We are truly helpless and fully dependent upon others. So God places us as infants in the family to provide for us. Protection would also be one of the other blessings that God gives us through family. Not only are we vulnerable, but we don't understand this world when we're born, and we tend to make silly choices. Our parents are there to tell us, no, jumping off that table probably isn't a good idea. 
And so they protect us in the decisions that we make, but they also keep harmful things away from us. So God blesses us through family by protecting us. Another aspect of family would be instruction. That God blesses us with teaching through family, religious and worldly instruction. We learn how to function in this world first within the context of our family. We come in knowing absolutely nothing. And so we're taught in our family how to function. These are all great blessings that God gives. And so it's no wonder then that he would give this command with a promise, honor your father and mother. But there's another thread, another blessing that God bestows here that I want to pick at a little more. And that's connection and relationship. God places us into this intimate union of family. And in our text, he gives us direct guidance in how to function in those unique and intimate relationships. He says to children, obey your father and mother for this is right. And then to fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. God, it was protecting the relationship of parent and child through these words. And our relationships with our family of origin are extremely important. If you were to ask the psychology people here on the college one of the easiest repeated patterns of life is for you as adults to repeat the patterns of your family of origin. We all say, well, I'm never going to be like mom or dad. And then later on, we're, oh, I sounded just like my dad. Okay. We repeat the things that we learned in that family of origin so easily that they're, they're natural to us for good or for ill. And so God wants to bless us through this institution of family. But because of sin, that family doesn't function the way that God really wants it to. I probably owe my kids more apologies than I could give for the ways that I've hurt them as a father. And there are many ways that I disobeyed my parents and did not honor them the way that God wanted to, me to. Maybe you can see the same in yourself. So let's go back now to this holy family. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. It's easy to say, well, Jesus is going to be the perfect one, right? 
But Joseph is credited with being a righteous man. And it was in that family that Jesus was raised. And here's an interesting aspect with the example that Joseph set. What did it mean for Joseph to take Mary home as his wife? He knew that child wasn't his. But no one else knew that. Can you imagine what even his closest friends thought of him? Joseph couldn't control himself. Yeah, he puts on this righteous front, but <laughs> now we know what he's really like. By taking Mary home as his wife, Joseph was taking on guilt that didn't belong to him. He was innocent. But out of love for Mary and out of love for Jesus, his Savior, he took Mary home and he took that guilt on as his very own. What a lesson that was for Jesus who would one day have to take on guilt that wasn't his own. Yours. Mine. The guilt of all mankind. And he would have to suffer innocently a death, not just a physical death, but the torment that our disobedience and our rebellion, our broken family relationships, what they deserve. But he did it because he loved his father. And he did it because he wants you to be part of his family. Our earthly relations can be really tough to manage. And when they get broken, sometimes they're almost impossible to restore. But your brother, Jesus, he's restored your relationship with the Father. When he cried out on the cross, it is finished, he was declaring that the fourth commandment is fully satisfied in him. And he did it for you. And God raised him from the dead so that you could know it's true. Your sins really are forgiven. And that means that your relationship with your heavenly father is fully restored. There is no reason for God to be angry at you. Because Jesus has taken all your sins away. So God does want to bless you through your earthly family. The one you're in right now, and I'm sure many of you have plans to start your own someday. But most of all, he wants to bless you in your spiritual family. That's why Jesus came. And you are blessed. You are dearly loved.
you are forgiven. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of our earthly families. We know that because we are broken and our family members are broken, living in these units can be difficult. We hurt each other and we disappoint each other. We pray that you would help us to see our faults where we've done wrong and to apologize for them. And where we have done wrong, please empower us to forgive those and to heal the relationships that we have. Help us to truly love and honor our parents as, as you desire. And help us as parents to love and care for our kids as you desire. So ultimately, we finally make it into the great family reunion in heaven. Grant us your spirit and continue to strengthen our faith in our brother Jesus because he has lived and died for us all. We ask it in his name. Amen.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.